The Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM Stereo. Born to serve. My eyes see injustice, my hands vote for change, my tongue sing the sorrow of my heart. The love of Allah combined with hope, let's hold hands as we make a start. Featuring leaders in our community that have made a difference, are making a difference and whose legacy will continue for many a generation to come. Wherever you are, I hope that you are well, I hope that you are safe and alhamdulillah the weekend has been fairly productive to you. Yes indeed, it's always, uh, always an honor, privilege to be bringing to you premium content but at the same time filled with inspiration, motivate, motivation, zest and enthusiasm towards doing good greatness for our communities. This evening we travel all the way to one of the hearts of Cape Town, uh, a very broad, very big, very diverse community, the heart of Langa. And the Imam at the Langa Masjid, Imam Ahmed Kijani, is with us this evening and we'll be speaking to him, inshallah. Imam, as-salamu alaykum wa rahmatullah. How are you doing this evening? Alhamdulillah, we thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for every opportunity to grant us. Alhamdulillah, fabulous, fabulous. Imam, let us start right from the beginning. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Who is Ahmed Kijani? That's a big question, alhamdulillah. My brother Muhammad was born in Guguletu in 1973. Both my parents originally came from Eastern Cape to to seek the clear pressures in Cape Town. But alhamdulillah, we stay in Guguletu in my mother's aunt. Alhamdulillah, both my parents, Mr. Andila Kijana and my mother, Cynthia Kijana, they raised us so well, inshallah, alhamdulillah. I thank Allah for that. Alhamdulillah. I attended um, the primary school in Kogoletu. Uh, first, it was a Sonabo lower primary school. Then further, I went to the higher primary school, Vuyani and Siviwe primary schools. Mm-hmm. And due to the conditions, inshallah, as a family, um, we have to rec- uh, relocate. We are located in Kailicha, um, where my father found a place for us to stay mm-hmm. because they were renting to my mother's aunt. Mm-hmm. Alhamdulillah, by that time, um, 1989, enrolled at uh, Joslov High School. Mm-hmm. At that time, Joslov High School was a comprehensive school. This nice school for the first time, um, but Alhamdulillah. And uh, I did my matric in 1994, Alhamdulillah. But before that, uh, something happened. Uh, there's one brother, a young brother, same age as ours. We are about 17 or 18, that age group. Alhamdulillah, I know the youth and the shell got that power and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, to explore everything. Yes. And this brother happened, uh, he embraced Islam. In that time, uh, even to wear coffee was a taboo. Mm-hmm. Understand, you see, uh, closer people are so, people are so uh, inclined to their cultures. Yes. They question everything, understand. Mm-hmm. I mean, there were values in that time as compared to our days. Alhamdulillah, this brother invited Islam, but it was not an easy journey because really we're laughing at him, mocking at him. Man, mm-hmm. how can we become Islams? How can we become Muslims? So we changed now. Uh, being a cross and become this person, but the brother really was so <laughs> he, he couldn't stop. Mm. But apparently, me and my brother Hamid, 
Bila sepana la kranji mjana Fardaus inshallah Pasta wei two years After I embrace Islam mm-hmm. At the younger age um, So we embrace Islam That year uh, Alhamdulillah We're staying in Kailicha and Kran Point And Alhamdulillah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Got his own ways mm. We were uh, exposed um, In the sand I think the, it was the only sand At that time Kailicha mm-hmm. It was so close to us uh, Imam Ismail Moyane Of Bilal The current uh, Imam at Bilal Masjid Mm-hmm. Alhamdulillah, the Imam um, he taught us <laughs> from the in face of the scratch of Islam how to make wudu, how to do this and that and that everything about Islam. Alhamdulillah, that man also bless him. He did a very I mean uh, job, understand good job, and then also was so patient with us. Mm-hmm. He was not a senior to us. No. Uh, yani, um, Imam Ismail, uh, especially uh, his wife uh, Sister Hawa, they are still based in Kailicha. Wallahi, she was like the mother to us. Mm. She op- opened her house to us, inshallah. We used to go there, have some lunch, understand, youngsters. Um, have madrasa with Imam Ismail, alhamdulillah. Um, then after, uh, what call, uh, I'm interrogated, uh, I was doing some jobs, inshallah, part-time jobs. Um, and then I decided there was a, I enrolled at a CPUT mm-hmm. doing electrical engineering. Okay. Um, alhamdulillah, but I didn't finish, inshallah, <laughs> due to the unforeseen circumstances, mm-hmm. inshallah. And then, uh, alhamdulillah, um, I was appointed uh, at uh, Krim Point uh, Masjid. It was a, a new and house, uh, Solakhana, so to say. And it was a, a lot of people, inshallah, are inclined to Islam. So we didn't have the time, the manpower, imams, or the learned mm-hmm. people at that time. Even myself, I was a student of uh, Sheikh Ismail for many years. So I was appointed there by Sheikh uh, Ismail Kamane, the Imam of uh, Kogulit, and uh, Sheikh Jamil Kobas, under the banner of uh, Masakane, mm-hmm. Muslim, uh, uh, Muslim community in the townships. So what happened? Uh, alhamdulillah, I teach there in Madrasa, uh, but uh, both men, they, both Shiyukh, they came to me and said that, men, uh, you need uh, to empower yourself Islamically. Mm. I mean, there's a bigger challenge, inshallah, in the township, yes. whereby people of the language, they need to be, they need to know their story, they need to know about their Islam, understand how to teach their people. So, alhamdulillah, they applied for me in, in Deben, As-Salam. Mm. In As-Salam, uh, it's a place whereby uh, Allah is a place of uh, tranquility. When you go there, it's a very remote area, very difficult uh, uh, conditions to travel. It's like in the hill. It's not like Cape Flats, <laughs> Flat, <laughs> but in, in Deben, we must go to the mountains. Yani, uh, it was a, a place that was founded by the late um, Shakti that mm. But uh, myself, I couldn't understand. How can uh, Shakti that move from Verulam and stay there for more than 40 years mm. to study, but to other people, they sacrifice. Mm. So, uh, Really, I studied many years there under um, WAMI. I mean, WAMI, the one was sponsoring the old, I would call institution, the old program. Alhamdulillah, they got ulamas, inshallah, from Somalia, from uh, Egypt, uh, and one local brother was standing in Sudan. Mm-hmm. But Alhamdulillah, we studied. Uh, in 2005, I graduated in uh, Sharia studies and Arabic language mm-hmm. in, in, uh, in Deben. Mm-hmm. Alhamdulillah. 
and just before that I went to Hajj alhamdulillah Mashallah. how can I forget the important thing in my life mm. even, as if it happened yesterday 2002 I went to Hajj inshallah with the blessing of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala I'm dedicated to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and grateful and thankful to him for that opportunity mm-hmm. in my life that I can go to the secret house um, nevertheless um, in 2006 uh, the brother Ismail Lota uh, from Atlon uh, He came to me and said that men uh, really need uh, a teacher in Langa, whereby uh, the late Imam Dawood Lobi was uh, operating mm-hmm. in, in his place. Uh, yeah, and the place was closed. Um, there were no activities, nothing was happening. So Alhamdulillah, uh, Mr. Ismail, uh, he opened the place and speak to me uh, that I need to teach there. Alhamdulillah, I teach. I work with him two years, inshallah. Uh, he's an old man he's still in at lunch mm. <laughs> but uh, his zeal and his courage to work for this dean is amazing subhanallah he's amazing really subhanallah uh, amazing. Uh, amen amen but ismail uh, worked together about two years inshallah and then there was a group that was formed in langa the zimasila islamic society mm-hmm. under the banner or leadership of uh, mr nazir parker of mm-hmm. sarah states and then um, they appointed me as imam uh, I mean in Langa in the Inchabab where Imam Daud uh, lobby was but alhamdulillah we did find a place a waqaf place where we can operate inshallah mm. but alhamdulillah our base now is on level so I'm still currently the imam there inshallah I think it's a group that uh, may Allah also bless them inshallah just mm. working so hard wherever I demand something I need something with the community they will never stand on my way but they were so supportive of uh, Islam Alhamdulillah. Tuned into Born to Serve with the story of Imam Ahmed Kichani, Imam in one of the masajid in Langa, and sharing his story with us. So Imam, mashallah, you have a very comprehensive life story. And uh, I just want to reflect back a little bit on uh, the early days when, you know, one of the youth in your circles brought Islam to you. And uh, yourself, your brother would ask, you know, what is this Lamsa thing? What is this... Uh, Islam story um what were some of the things that this brother showed you about Islam that made you attracted to Islam No Imam Muhammad uh, really this brother Abdul Razak has been well didn't see him inshallah but alhamdulillah I think the last time I saw him last year uh, the brother so uh, resilient in, in terms of uh, not push as such but uh, for him you see uh, the nature of islam in township nowadays um, is like the sahaba the time of the sahabas where we find at home there's no muslims you're the only one the muslim but the brother was so i mean uh, staunch to his deen and also we love him as a friend but he was so uh, always told me not it was not a one day or two day thing it was been weeks talking about islam so we say one day hey, let's try this And the brother of the practical Islam was always on Kurtas mm. with something was taboo in the township. I understand people look right. at you, what's happening now? You know how the apartheid play, I understand the segregated people. So Alhamdulillah, Abdul Razak, uh, he played a very vital role uh, to preach Islam um, to his peers. But nevertheless, uh, I think he starts repeating himself. As an imam in Lang, I just find out also in my experience that uh, Most of the people who embrace Islam, indigenous people, are youth. Mm. It's either from school, I've got one brother, his name is Ibrahim, uh, who likes working so 
well for Dean. He started in Maitland High. He got his uh, um, brothers there. I mean, they preach Islam to him. I mean, Indian or Kalats or Malay brothers, they, they preach Islam. But when I preach others, the time that I had about uh, 16 youth in my class, mm. just a youth class. But I'm lying. Early days, uh, things were so tough. I remember one scenario see, mothers they play a very vital role in Islam I mean in, in the nature of a human being bear in mind that me and my brother were only Muslims in our street not only our street in our family we were the only Muslims and we should be the changes in, I mean, in our lifetime how we eat and so we're so straight inshallah but we should speak to our mother but we're so protective and also to make sure that we get what is halal also I remember one scenario whereby there's a Something like a fight in the house, not a fight as such. Protest from our, our siblings, my sister, <laughs> he's a bigger one, and our cousins, because they will find something strange down the toilet. Mm-hmm. It was empty in the toilet of water. It was for me and my brother, was danger. Mm-hmm. But they will take it and throw it away. Hey, come with this crap here, and et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. SubhanAllah. But uh, guess who's going to stand for us? Our mother. Hey, oh, leave my children. Our mother will come out defense at every time. But Alhamdulillah, we see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, if. Um, Really, you tell yourself when I do something, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, ease your way. Yani, I remember one of the time, understand, there was no empty in the toilet. Our own sister was the one say that, where's your empty? There's nothing there in the toilet. Why didn't you put your empty there? SubhanAllah, it was amazing. Mm-hmm. So in the uh, early days, really things were, alhamdulillah, were tough. And I'm thankful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, just he has uh, given me, I cannot thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala enough to give him the iman of Islam, inshallah, this beauty of Islam, this precious gift that uh, Allah gave to his slaves, oh, whom yeah. he, uh, he loved. Um, really, really grateful Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the, well, what we went through, I mean, the townships and even the youth in this generation now, is amazing. It's amazing, really. You find a home, you are the only Muslim. You find a home that uh, there are scenarios whereby. Uh, your Islam, the, the one youth came to me in the class, Sheikh, I didn't eat at home. I didn't eat. He was uh, relating the story that happened yesterday. I didn't sleep at my own, uh, eat, eat what called uh, dry bread, put the cooking pork at home. You understand? But these kids, Wallahi, they are so young, but Wallahi, they are zeal, they are courage. Well, like something that is amazing to teach uh, them, but to find that uh, really uh, Islam is a home to our hearts. Like, uh, I don't know how to put it. Understand? It is a, another thing how to put it. Which is whereby the hearts uh, find expression. Allah said in the Quran, uh, really, it's where, I mean, uh, we belong to the of Islam. I mean, uh, in early days, really, things become. Uh, uh, Really a long way, inshallah, especially in townships. Like uh, the late uh, Imam Tawud Lobi, the way they embrace Islam is amazing. Mm. Amazing. The way teaching under the price of apartheid that uh, Muslims cannot go to the township, but Imam Maroon will go through and go and teach them. I mean, uh, you find us today, we are Muslims, because that man really, he made it for just one man, Imam Maroon. But I'm trying to say that. Uh, 
real this thing is sometimes precious mm. uh, once you feel the pain the difficulties you find the sweetest of, of, of islam you find the uh, the purpose what of living the purpose of existing when you find this thing but amazingly you find the young people young people will lie Blessed the youth, indeed. Uh, blessed, indeed, the youth. Absolutely. So, On that note, let's head back to the marketplace and uh, uh, for break for the wakt of uh, of Maghrib. Inshallah, we'll resume shortly thereafter. Right here on ninety one point three FM. Keep it locked. Welcome back, respected listeners. My name is Muhammad Sheikh. With me is Ahmed Imam Ahmed Kijani from uh, Imam in the Langa area, currently serving that community. Imam, you highlight and you keep. You know, focusing and emphasizing the youth and the youth-driven community. Um, could you perhaps paint us a picture about Langa and what was the initial seed or initial bud of Islam that uh, spread through Langa? And uh, comparatively, with the challenges in apartheid, h- how is it different today? Are people more receptive? If you had to walk in Langa with your kurta or your salatok, would it be a very different scenario or not? Uh, my brother, I mean, uh, Langa, uh, you should come to account that Langa is the first uh, black, Muslim, black Muslim community uh, in this country. It was a time in, in late 70s, uh, late 70s, I think mid 70s, late 70s, where Imam Daud Lobi, the 1.3 of Langa community were Muslims. Wow. I say 1.3 of the community of Langa were Muslims. Yani, if I go to Langa, Kurta, understand, Guna, Yes, uh, assalamu alaikum in a very, I mean, uh, uh, good, I mean, uh, man, so Langa, Islam, not something that is strange. I mean, Islam been there in Langa for, I think, in late 60s, uh, the time Imam Daoud Lobi teach there the center. But uh, um, the challenges that uh, we're facing as a community is that uh, uh, to reignite that uh, uh, Spirit that fire of Islam within what mm. call our people, yes, because really uh, it's amazing. Uh, our cultures, other cultures, and Islam will find that it's like a, a duplicate, and it's the same thing. Everything, I mean, uh, really just they need to be trained that we need to do something for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Mm-hmm. But yani, uh, Islam has been there in Langa for many years and people uh, they are very aware of Islam. They are very aware of uh, what is expected what, uh, of a Muslim and they are very respectful to, to the Muslims. So Alhamdulillah, if you just try the year from 80s now, Wallah, there's a change mm-hmm. now in the wind. Wallah, Islam, people are embracing Islam. find each and every uh, Every place in the township, every place in the township got a center or salakhana of the Muslims, everywhere in the township. I think, uh, alhamdulillah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala opening the door of Iman to our people. Subhanallah. Alhamdulillah, subhanallah. Alhamdulillah, I think that's a fabulous, that's a wonderful, wonderful mm. inspiration. Mm. Uh, and about your community, so you're the Imam of which masjid? Um, imam at Langa Masjid. At the Langa Masjid. Yes, yes. One masjid, the central, the main masjid. The main masjid, yes, yes. Okay, mashallah. And uh, describe your community around you. Are they primarily Kosa uh, people in the area? Um, are there a lot of other people from outside? And uh, how do you go about your general day, um, you know, in terms of uplifting your community? Alhamdulillah, I, I think 
Also an influx, I mean the influx of the people after 94 from African countries, Alhamdulillah, they brought a, a very, I mean, a new dimension how the indigenous people look Islam because Islam was perceived as a Indian and a Malay, I mean, a culture. Mm. Um, it has helped I mean, in such manner. Alhamdulillah, in our community that uh, we got uh, people from uh, Malawi, Tanzania, Somalia, Alhamdulillah. Mm. Also, the Kosas, Alhamdulillah, people are coming to the Deen Mashallah. of Islam. They are coming in the Deen of Islam, Alhamdulillah. Mm. Um, on daily basis, what we're doing is that uh, I want my dress class from 3 to 5 mm -hmm. for the kids after school, um, afternoon class. And I also got a youth class from Maghrib to Isha. Mm -hmm. I got Sister Samira. Uh, she's heading the ladies' class on Monday, on Thursday, sorry, mm -hmm. on Thursday. Friday sermons, hot bus. Alhamdulillah, on Friday. Alhamdulillah, uh, it's a fully fledged uh, machine, inshallah. Mm -hmm. We will also go to our dawa, we go to a taxi rank, where bus is too much velocity of the people, and only preach about the deen of Islam, giving them pamphlets, etc. Alhamdulillah. Amazingly, is that how people know the deen of Islam, just they need that push, understand that, to pull them away from. Uh, from this belief and misbeliefs, mm -hmm. understand. Uh, you need some effort, inshallah. But alhamdulillah, the people Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala joined me with. I mean, the Zimasile executive, Walai, they're so uh, really working so hard mm. in supporting me, inshallah, to make sure that the people there, uh, they are being uplifted in terms of their religion, uplifted in terms of their, um, they really I mean, to empower them, etc. What made you, focusing a little bit on your personal life, what made you decide to, Alhamdulillah, you had the opportunity of completing matric. Why electrical engineering? What was the idea and what was the thought process behind it? Alhamdulillah. Uh, as a student, I, I love mathematics too much. And uh, I knew that uh, engineering was a, a very, I mean, uh, challenging, especially electrical, very challenging. I mean, course, inshallah, I keep that... Um, fighting between you and it. But Alhamdulillah, uh, really I enjoy it. But though I didn't finish it, I didn't uh, complete the course, but Alhamdulillah, there's all Allah's plan, inshallah. Mm -hmm. But uh, uh, really is a very, I mean, uh, career that myself, uh, <laughs> I can say that uh, I hold it, uh, I love it, yeah, I understand, because of these challenges, because of, of uh, sometimes uh, all these sciences, uh, uh, amazing, you find Allah's mandala. You find Allah's mandala in which sense, understand? I mean, even the electrons and the protons, the way they fly, I mean, they they flow, understand? Mm. These are principles, they're the barriers, they don't cross. There's a certain pattern that they should follow, and they don't break those uh, patterns. That's the uh, art and work of Allah's mandala. Mm. There's much love about the, what we call engineering, inshallah. Wonderful. In your in your um, you know general life and initial phases, how did you decide one day that I'm not going to be afraid to show my Islam in my community? I'm not going to be afraid to wear my salat top and walk freely and openly. Was there anything that gave you courage that helped you? Yes, I'll say there is. Certainly there is. It's one of my brother, we embrace Islam. Uh, I mean, he was a, a stronger one, uh, inshallah. He wouldn't only wear the kofiya, which is a taboo at the time, mm -hmm. but he was he the worst thing, the kurta. 
Okay. And the people they come and look at him, Michelle. But even we went to get the machine, the classes. Myself, I'm wearing a quarta or coffee, but we're saving his coffee. <laughs> but I look at him and say that no man, this man if can do it. I mean, he was so strong. But it was not a, just a small thing. Really, sometimes old people uh, stop you. Understand, my son? What happened to you? <laughs> What's wrong with you? Right. Understand all people uh, ask these things, but really when I look up to him, I say, "No, he's strong. I mean, I can do it myself. Understand? Mm-hmm. I can do it." <laughs> okay. But Alhamdulillah, I think last month of those years. Alhamdulillah, that's good years and good uh, good times. Well, like good times, not related to them. I think you know the, those days of 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 sacrifice and you know bringing Islam in its initial steps and things like that. Um, was your brother also introduced to Islam at about the same time? No, also? in the same time, exactly the same time. I think he was the first one to embrace Islam. And he was a young, he was, he was a, a one year uh, younger than me. And then I, I did tell call. He embraced first, and then I follow myself. Mm. Alhamdulillah, that's wonderful. Welcome back, respected listeners. My name is Muhammad Sheikh. With me this evening is Imam Ahmed Kijani, the Imam of the Langa Masjid, and sharing his delightful story with us. Mashallah, very beautiful, very touching. And to see Islam and Muslims flourishing in our communities, in our townships, uh, it's so fascinating. Mashallah. Let us talk about the serenity of As-Salam. You decided to leave the Cape Flats and go to the hills of Durban. What was it like spending then? What did you enjoy the most? Assalamu alaikum. But really, I was not trying years. I was not trying years as such. But really, I think Allah that I had those people push me. Understand? Sometimes you need in life to succeed. You need to push someone to push you. Sheikh Jamil and Sheikh, Sheikh Jamil Kobas and Sheikh Ismail Kamani really pushed me there. But I know before I go there, I know what I want to do there. I would not intention that I would go there to study the of Allah SWT. Irrespective of the condition where I were not so five-star hotel. Things were so tough. Really, other people, really, they drop out because of the condition. Things were so tough there. But Alhamdulillah, if you know that what you want, Inshallah, uh, I had a, a, a summer, this was difficult, it was a remote area in the hills, you cannot travel from here maybe, <laughs> <laughs> you cannot even travel uh, because you, when you come back you're going to climb the mountain, but alhamdulillah you was blessed with so amazing people, right. amazing uh, amazing teachers, understand, you know what they expect from the student, understand, in the group of students where we had, alhamdulillah they work so hard and give that hope. But the important thing that uh, we go there, we know the need of a community. Don't go there for yourself. You know you need to save the people mm-hmm. at home for the sake of Allah But Alhamdulillah, Allah SWT opened the doors for us, inshallah, in those difficulties. Mm. Even students can overcome <laughs> the time of learning, mm-hmm. or like you can overcome anything in life. Wonderful. What were some of the interactions that you had with the teachers at As-Salam in Durban? No, Alhamdulillah, subhanAllah. Uh, I had Sheikh uh, Umar, uh, I think he's, uh, he's teaching there in uh, Ipsa, if I'm correct. Sheikh Umar from Comoros, Sheikh Umar Saeed, who is an Arabic teacher. So, uh, amazing thing that uh, I think we were doing the first year. Mm-hmm. First year, Sheikh Umar, I think it was first year, first day, we come to the class. And we didn't know any word in Arabic. Mm. But Sheikh Umar want to speak with us in Arabic language. Right. 
And then uh, all the lessons they go in Arabic. And then this thing happened for a week, two weeks. <laughs> and then we have seen the students understand. We decided to go to the <laughs> Amir, to the principal. The principal don't understand what the uh, Sheikh Mar is teaching us. We spoke to him and said, Sheikh, we don't understand any what they're saying in the class. But the man was so, what uh, uh, called, he stand uh, his ground and say that he cannot teach a language, another language. Mm. But myself, really, when we see the year, inshallah, we see the improvement, we understand the June, we understand this, this and that and that and that. So this man did help us. Mm. But really, uh, teachers, really, our parents there uh, at that time, inshallah, they make sure that uh, even secular wise, they give us advice, inshallah. After graduation, inshallah, we need to go secular. And then we, to upgrade ourselves. And also, the graduation, they tell us that. Uh, don't take yourself as scholars or the imams or, or the alimas, but uh, you should take yourself that uh, we just gave you tools to unlock the sea of uh, of knowledge, the tools that uh, you need to work with the student until the rest of your life. Mm. Amazing those teachers. I bless them, inshallah. I think that some of the best times that you can find in that, you know, is spending time with those teachers, mashallah. What are the, some, of, some of the subjects that they covered and they t- taught to you all in that, in that particular time? Yeah, what I mean, fiqh, theory of um, Islamic law, uh, Arabic language, understand all the Arabic, I mean, balagh, uh, nahwa, all these Arabic, I mean, uh, Arabic language. Like they got uh, a variety of, uh, Organized course, alhamdulillah, that was uh, laid down by Wami. Inshallah. Well, I, got, uh, <laughs> I don't have my with me, inshallah, but alhamdulillah, we cover everything, inshallah. Alhamdulillah, that's nice. So different Islamic stuff. And yeah. over a period of four years, right? Yes, yes, correct. Mashallah. And did you make lots of good friends and people that were studying with you at that time? Yes, I did, I did, I did, alhamdulillah. There's uh, uh, another Mulana, I forget his name, Mulana uh, Yusuf. I think he's based in uh, Mulana Toa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he's a teacher there. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is his name? Uh, I forget. <laughs> he's very angry with me, but I forget his name, inshallah. <laughs> he's a pseudo brother, but he's based here in Cape Town, alhamdulillah. Okay. Yeah, but others are professionals, inshallah, in the secular field. We're together with them. But alhamdulillah, but when we meet uh, one another, you just recall those days when they're in Assalam. Mm. Uh, but alhamdulillah, we still in touch with others, inshallah. Sometimes we invite one another in Masjid for khutbah, inshallah. If the scholars are around, the imams are around, I invite him to make the, uh, the khutbah in ourselves, inshallah. Mm, I think also that that uh, that makes for good, you know, interaction, interaction good um, so memories, yeah. and you know, good. Uh, um, skills that you develop with being with people and things like that, mashallah. Um, besides, uh, you know, being in As-Salaam and engaging, well, what were some of the other career options you had in mind at that point in time? Did you think that once you were done and qualified, you're going to end up in Langa? No, I didn't think that. But my intention before I go there, I knew I wanted to be imam because of the need of my community. Uh, but also, uh, I also uh, have that feel that uh, I still uh, also engineering uh, or something in engineering. Mm-hmm. But you, I cannot do both of them at the same time because really engineering is a very uh, a challenging uh, what call a field. But Alhamdulillah, I say that I will stay in Imamat, inshallah. But in the future, they're not those that are close, inshallah. 
I will uh, further my studies in secular, inshallah. Just ask us what to ease that for me. Um, the time I was there, I knew that uh, I will take imamat or take engineering, inshallah. Mm, so one of the that was your set career pathway. That was exactly. your mindset. Nothing exactly. was going to change from there. Exactly. Alhamdulillah. So after four years in Assalam, then you returned back to Cape Town, right? Yes. Okay, mashallah. And yes. that's when you went to Greenpoint. Yes, I uh, uh, was in Greenpoint before I go to Assalam. Okay. Or before the, you went to Assalam. Yeah, that's why the uh, Shuyukh told me that I, must, I need to go to study. And then I came back, uh, I came back to Langa. Uh, I was teaching for two years uh, because it was not uh, organized structure. Mm-hmm. Mr. Ismail, inshallah, opened it, inshallah, and then uh, we were operating together there for two years. And then uh, I was appointed by uh, the Muslim Islamic Society as an imam there in 2008. But alhamdulillah, it's been a change, inshallah. We working together very well. Wonderful. I think it's a all-inclusive journey. And alhamdulillah, it's been, you know, a lovely going through the paces. If you could take out the fondest memory of As-Salam that you had, that grounding of Islamic knowledge, what would that be? The most starking memory. SubhanAllah. As-Salam, uh, there was a, uh, a young star. The, uh, this young star, he went to... He was studying heaps. And he went to As-Salam to apply for the school. They got, they got some uh, grade there. You know that department. Oh, this youngster was very fluent in Quran. He was Hafiz al-Quran, Subhanallah, mm-hmm. a Zulu boy, a very young boy, about age of uh, 11, 12. Subhanallah. But he went there, but the boy couldn't write. Mm-hmm. Subhanallah, couldn't write his name. But he asked us to, because we we're seniors at this age. But Alhamdulillah, we did help him understand another brothers from Jobek. And then uh, we had classes with him, inshallah. But the uh, amazing thing for me is that uh, we did work together as a student to improve that uh, one boy's life. Mm. But when like, he could write his name, go write his surname, they can count, can write. I was so pleased, uh, I mean, to see him uh, excel in that. Uh, in that. Mm. Uh, but it was so touchy. Uh, so he was the Quran, but he didn't know to read or write. Yeah, to read or write. I mean, uh, like um, English and Zulu, mm-hmm. can't write, I think. Uh, but Alhamdulillah, it was uh, amazing how the students, they come together and give what they, are, what they, call, what they know to, to this uh, young man. Mm-hmm. But Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah. Excellent. Wow. It just shows Allah works in so many mysterious ways and so many miracles, you know. It's amazing. On that note, inshallah, let's head back to the marketplace. We'll resume in a jiffy. Keep it locked to 91.3 FM. Welcome back, respected listeners. My name is Muhammad Sheikh. With me this evening is uh, Imam Ahmed Kichani and a lovely, lovely interview that I'm having with him. MashaAllah, may Allah bless him and his community. Imam, in the Langa community at present, what would you say would be the most difficult challenges faced by the Muslims around there and surroundings? Like I can say that uh, the challenge is facing the community. Because they say that Langa and the Muslims in Langa are not, uh, I mean, some that is strange, uh, some that uh, people already know. And the challenge is that uh, it's only that uh, when you find that uh, how these youngsters, how, uh, uh, the peer pressure around them, they are only Muslims in their houses, uh, the pressures around them uh, that are facing on a daily basis, 
sometimes can bring one to tears and find that um, they no one tell the child go to madrasa afternoon classes. Mm-hmm. They come on their own. Right. Unless they come on their own. So we find them, they come to the class, they flock the class, they know the time three to five. Mm-hmm. They will be there. No one is pushing them at home. You find the, these children are really are so strong. Even myself personally, I come to the same, same setup. Mm-hmm. But the challenges are facing also that um, really as a community, we need to become a, a we're not uh, what call uh, what is word. Um, we just be uh, most of us are below the bread. I mean, earning of the people there. Understand? The people are poor there in that area, but not a it's a, not a poor striking area. Mm-hmm. But Alhamdulillah, but this is a working class people, inshallah. But uh, that uh, they we have properties in and around the area, and they they frequent the masjid as well. Yes, yes, they have frequent the masjid. Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah they are really. Uh, we are trying our best, inshallah, as uh, uh, communities, as mm. Masil and the Imam, inshallah, to make sure that uh, the match is alive. I think one time on Jabab, I remember, we're pushing one of the, uh, uh, the time by uh, uh, Friday, uh, Friday Semon or Khutbah. Mm-hmm. should be four or five people. Sure. For some time. But I tell the Parker, the old man was complaining, not complaining as such, but you can see the man's not such. I said, no. Alone, there's consistency. Mm. We'll lie, the head first, but we come. But we're like, we're full house now. We're Alhamdulillah. We're full house, even in Eid. And uh, we're like, cannot, uh, people should go outside. We're is so amazing. We're like, Alhamdulillah. From four to five people to full yeah. house at the moment. Full house, and then outside also. There's no space in, in the match. It's so small Subhanallah. for them. But Alhamdulillah, see that Allah shows that uh, in patience, inshallah. Definitely the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala come to us. Imam, I want to touch on something very sensitive, inshallah. And if, if it doesn't suit you, then we, we, we might not continue. Okay, no problem. But one of the things that I find very challenging is a, um, a subtle form or a subtle, um, you know, indication of racism within our community, within the Muslim community. For example, we click and we bunch together so often that you know, we try and fail to integrate as well with our black Muslim brothers and sisters or with our Indian Muslim brothers and sisters. So there's this click, there's this type of association that we have all around us. Do, do you think it's prevalent? Do you see it there? Do you see that people only want to use Langa or Google it or Kailicha as a means where, you know, okay, it's now for charity, so let's go to Langa? but not actively involved in the community based on this racial divides. Do you think that's an issue in our mm. community? Yeah, I think, uh, my brother uh, Muhammad, it's not like, uh, as a Muslim, we need to be honest to ourselves. Understand? Uh, I mean, uh, I think what I was saying that uh, racism really is prevalent to the Muslim community. Mm-hmm. Understand? I don't say that uh, all the people, but uh, a majority of us understand. When they see... Uh, I don't know the setup, of, but we put the blame in apartheid, inshallah. The apartheid is long gone now. Mm. But really, we're going to find our people, especially Indian brothers and Malay brothers, find the person that's in now the township. Mm. Even in the West in Langa, we're going to find a person in Langa, a white person, is walking there in Langa freely at 8 o'clock and 9 o'clock at night. That is happening at that. But the Muslim brother cannot go there in Langa. Really? But, the, but really, uh, racism is, is here. But something needs to be done. Really, we need to to be honest in 
in order to keep this uh, thing away from ourselves as a Muslims, understand? Really, uh, I'm just afraid. Uh, understand? If this thing doesn't stop, uh, it can escalate. Understand? Mm. We need to teach it at school to our kids. I mean, uh, imams should use manabiers, inshallah, mm -hmm. to, I mean, to, uh, to stop the Muslim from this uh, practice. But it is prevalent this day. It is there. But unfortunately, inshallah, mm. uh, we cannot. Uh, because personally, Imam, I, I'm, I'm tired of people using Langa and Google to and Kailicha as a means of, you know, when we want to do charity, then we go to Langa. When we want to do giving food, then we go to Langa. When we have our Eid and we want to give meat, then we go to Langa. But I, I personally would love to see that when I want to learn about the people of Langa, then I go to Langa. When I want to learn what it's like living in a township with most people who are below the bread line or the poverty line, yeah. then I go to Langa. I want to, see, I want to see myself and community people active in that community, in that space to try and understand the complexities, to try and learn the language, to try and see how best to learn and also teach instead of just saying, oh, I feel that I'm the better Muslim, so I should give da'wah in Langa. And I think, Imam, all these stereotypes over a period of time need to challenge, but the change comes from those people who are racist, right? Mm, exactly. It has to come from them. It doesn't come from people who are underground. And mashallah, I mean, I've been to As-Salam, I've been to different places. I mean, you know, Hazelmere is like a, it's, they say, you know, it's like a, was a ground breeding place for lots of wonderful people, very mm. influential people today, within the political space, within the imamate space. Uh, Sheikh Ismail himself also, you know, um, uh, someone who is also very close to the community, very close to our hearts as well. So I think, um, you know, uh, we need to do away with these stereotypes and we need to find our footing and saying that, you know what, um, we're not going to use our masajid anymore as just to distribute bread. Or, you know, some person feels that he's got enough wealth with him, so now he needs to look for a space to sponsor. But I'm sure, Imam, you could also do with hands-on with people being on the ground. And I'm also certain that you won't have any issue with somebody telling you, you know what, I'd like to come and meet you in your community. I'd like to not be part of your community initiatives, right? Not at all, not at all, really, uh, my brother, really, not at all. But really, I think what you say that when he tell me the, the, what called the nail on the head. Mm -hmm. Really, my brother, this thing is so sad, inshallah, because really this thing affects us. Mm -hmm. But sometimes we don't say anything. It affects us in such a way that... Uh, even our own people, uh, when they see, I mean, uh, Indian or colored brother or mm. Malay brother, they say that these are ro uh, real Muslims. Mm. Because of, uh, of you, of your, when I say you, I don't say you are racist, my brother. Mm. Of you, I mean, uh, your behavior, understand? Yes. Your behavior, when you go to the township, go there, as if uh, uh, you're commanding the people to do this, that, and that, and that, and that. Mm. But really, uh, uh, a typical example, understand, uh, I think Nazir Park, uh, uh, what's your man? Really, the time the people that, uh, because it was so uh, committed, I mean, in Langa, also it was hands on. Langa is an Indian, he's an Indian uh, man. And then uh, people say, hey, must build a, a bungalow for this man, must stay here with us. Mm. Because he, he was part of us. Mm. I mean, it changed all the perspective how we people look what call it uh, Islam. The time you can attest to that, that uh, people say, "Men want to bring a bungalow for you. Must stay here with us. Mm. Bring your family, stay us with you." And sometimes me and Ishak smile. 
Mr. Baka, take us to somewhere whereby you find that we are the only black people, understand? Sometimes you feel not welcome, but yes. say. But Alhamdulillah, but uh, really, for the Muslim in this country, uh, racism is something that, uh, it's a topic that uh, is delicate. We don't want to talk about it, and mm. then it won't come to bite us if we don't address it. Address it, 100%. Uh, really, we need to do something about it and be honest to ourselves. Absolutely, absolutely. Wonderful. Imam, in closing, inshallah, I hope from my side I'm doing our bit, at least via the airwaves, to openly talk about it, to openly address it without any fear, without any grudges, without fearing that, you know, we're going to lose sponsorship or we're going to, um, you know, lose X, Y and Z, but because these are real issues. And from my personal, in my own personal capacity, I don't like it. And if I have to make a change from somewhere, then I start from my own home, from within our vicinity, it's our own enough. walls. And then we spread all across our communities, across sure. the airwaves, sure. you know, to do away with the stigma, to do away with the racism, to do away with thinking that you can't walk at night at mm. 8 o'clock in Langa. I mean, you can't walk anywhere in South Africa for that matter. It can be the most affluent area and the poorest of areas. I mean, your chances of getting robbed and killed and whatever is the same. So to use that premise that I can't walk in Langa in the night or I can't do this or I can't do that. If you work with the people, the people will help you keep safety. Exactly. Right? They will show you the places where to be safe, when to come, when not to come, what to avoid. But if you're not hands-on and you don't reach out, then um, nothing can happen, isn't it? Exactly. That's, that's, exactly. that's, a, uh, that's a point, inshallah, of this uh, conversation. Islam is a very, I mean, uh, beautiful religion, understand? Mm -hmm. uh, when it came to the Arabs, you understand the... Was an issue like the mm -hmm. Arabs are racist, are tribalistic, whatever. But really, uh, what Islam did to Allah, not only combine those people, but even their hearts, your brothers. Mm. This is what is lacking to us now, inshallah. And we're going to achieve that. As we say, that it starts with the family, and then inshallah, we achieve that. Inshallah. And we need to be honest about ourselves and try to keep this thing away. Absolutely. Imam, it's been an absolute pleasure chatting to you. Shukran for take the time out all the way from Langa this evening, coming here, being part of our program, Born to Serve. May Allah bless you, your family, your community. May Allah take the Muslims from Langa from strength to strength, prosperity, goodness. And inshallah, may we integrate more more collectively rather than sitting on the banks of racism and our own preferences. And inshallah, we hope to hear from you again soon. Amen. Shukran for him, inshallah. We'll bless the radio station, inshallah, to make our voice to be heard as the imams, inshallah. Shukran, jazilah, give us strength to strength, inshallah. Well, that's where we have to leave it for this evening. From myself, Muhammad Sheikh, and Imam Ahmed Kichani on Born to Serve this evening. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed the interview and some of the, you know, the, the, the background and insight into what's happening in the Langa Muslim community. And uh, I do wish you all a blissful, beautiful, blissful week ahead. If you're not tuned into the program coming after this Qur'an al-Qur'an, do safe, do keep well, keep safe, keep steadfast on the fi amanillah. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. The Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM Stereo. Born to serve. My eyes Thank you.